you know, there's all these stories about, you know, guys over in Macedonia who are running these fake news sites. Number 24 is Content Farms in Macedonia. Vidite ako se napravi greška, tako ki bude kobna, nema vraćanja nazad. So, Europe need to to remain more yeah because I, I think um, in our in our, 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 our pre our pre-recording banter here uh, mm-hmm. about team sanctions uh, <laughs> I think I think uh, you know it deserves it deserves a little bit of um, uh, contempt uh, in a um, in a, uh, a satirical sort of way, I think. Uh, I mean, you can't take it seriously. It's it's all of a team sanctions. Joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I propose T-shirts. Uh, Washington sanctions. <laughs> no, sanctions team Washington, like the uh, CEO, which were the special prosecutors unit. Ah, T-shirts. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, let's uh, let's, as James Lilac says, let's have ourselves a podcast. Let's go. Three, two, one. Earlier this week, U.S. Ambassador to Macedonia, Angela Aguilar, sent a tweet that started a minor tempest in a teacup in Macedonia, stating, quote, Sanctions team from Washington here to take a more aggressive look at past and current corrupt actors and to consider all possible responses. Macedonia's justice sector needs more investigations, prosecutions to show that no one is above the law, unquote. Though, to be honest, she did not use the N-word. What does this portend? As the appointed viceroy in Macedonia, will she and Team Sanctions be looking at corruption from all sides? Should a foreign power even be poking around like this in Macedonia? And why have some Macedonians described her news as as the second coming of, and the second coming of, Team Sanctions as, quote, our last hope, unquote? You cannot make this stuff up. We'll discuss all this and more on this episode of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. I'm Jason Miko, coming to you from the foot of the Catalina Mountains in Oro Valley, Arizona. And this is Tvitin Chalimanov in Skopje, Macedonia. Team sanctions! <laughs> <laughs> oh, but here I'm we sorry. go again. Yes, I know. Yes. <laughs> okay, round. you said, yes. She, yes, she said uh, sanctions team, but I think it should be team sanctions. Um, <laughs> I all right, this is sanctions this... team because it fits with the special prosecutor's unit. Uh, yeah. With the abbreviation. Yeah. Well, we'll do, we'll do, we'll, we'll, we'll do merch in both um, Macedonian and English and you know, see which one sells better. We'll have a, yeah. a competition for team sanctions or sanctions team. Uh, <laughs> yeah. To see what, what looks better. So a- anyway, so yes, uh, this is episode 148, I think, of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. Who knows? What's that? We, I think we'll, we messed up the, <laughs> the order of the episodes. Yeah, yeah, minor stuff. We'll, we'll figure that. Once we get to episode <laughs> 150, then we'll figure out what. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about the, um, well, we don't talk about episode 10. Yeah, uh, and then whatever other episode that we missed. But uh, anyway, um, so we're recording this on uh, what's today? Thursday, the eighth of December. Uh, Sounds good. And Angela, sorry, Angela. I keep saying Angela. I, I've got Mickey yeah, Merkel yeah. in my in my over sixteen <laughs> years of saying Angela Merkel. Uh, yeah. Angela Aguilar. So uh, created this uh, minor tempest in a teacup. Actually, it's probably a, a storm. I don't know. It's going to be a storm. Yeah. Yeah, so Team Sanctions uh, is uh, there, whoever that is. Although, uh, to be, you know, all joking aside, um, 
in the tweet, she said, sanctions team, capital S, capital M. So I'm assuming that's a thing within the U.S. Department of State. I, I need to go look that up because I'm kind of curious myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will preview. I'm, I'm writing. i got to write a column on this. Um, I, I said in my last column that I was going to write more uh, you know, uplifting stuff about the Ilindinsi, uh, mm-hmm. those who participated in the Ilinden uprising. But I'm going to save that for you know a week or two from now, and, and that'll be the last column that I'll write for the year. And we'll... we'll We'll end the calendar on a high note, but this um, this article I want to write on team sanctions uh, is about you know okay so I think she the ambassador put out a tweet or maybe it was the U.S. embassy in Macedonia a week or two ago celebrating you know 30 years of USAID and all the money that the American taxpayers have poured into mm-hmm. Macedonia fine uh, a lot of that money has gone towards uh, you know. Um, working with the judiciary and other institutions in Macedonia, you know, for reforms so that they become, uh, you know, less corrupt and, uh, you know, more in, a, in the pursuit of the rule of law, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. So the American people and, and other countries have spent a lot of money in Macedonia on these things. Fine, wonderful. Um, and then, of course, we know that the Macedonian judiciary is corrupt, uh, kind of follows the current government. The question is, why, after all this money and all these years, is it still corrupt? Well, that's what my article will, kind of, my column will kind of look at, and we can talk about that here. And, and I posit two things. Number one, 2001, and number two, 2015-16. And that is in 2001, uh, after the war, that Ali Ahmeti and his so-called um, NLA started. Nobody from that side ever faced any... Uh, never faced justice. Uh, they were never prosecuted. They got away scot-free. Not only did they get away scot-free, they went on, Ali Ahmed, went on to form a political party and has been in power basically ever since. And he and his, the corrupt people around him have been accumulating more and more power. And so what, and, and the reason that he was never prosecuted was because the U.S. Department of State, uh, various EU institutions, NATO to a degree, etc., all basically said to the Macedonian government, don't prosecute these guys. And there's reasons for that we won't go into right now but what that did was in the eyes of most macedonians it degraded the institutions uh of the government and of the law it it eroded mm. public trust in the uh, ministry of justice and other institutions at the same time it emboldened ali Ahmeti and others like him to say well wait a second we just created we just started a war almost split the country in two, killed hundreds of people, wounded thousands of people, ripped the ethnic fabric of the country in half, and nothing happened to us. Woohoo! We can get away with anything. Mm. That's what happened in 2001. Uh, and then in 2015-16, basically we had the same thing happen because the U.S. Uh, Department of State, uh, various EU institutions, NATO, etc., wanted a deal with Greece. And so they engaged in kind of the same sort of behavior, ignoring... Uh, corruption on the left, looking at, and we admit it, there was corruption amongst some individuals in Vomero, and, and they took that and they, they used it, they even twisted it in order to get Sadasa in power, along with Dewey, in order to change the name. So again, you had the same type of thing there where Macedonians saw that the U.S. Department of State, EU institutions, NATO to a degree, etc., were basically uh, turning a blind eye to corruption on the left in order to achieve certain policy goals on their behalf. And what that did was it eroded public trust in these institutions. 
and it encouraged those corrupt actors to go ahead and just engage in more corruption. So now she's sending in, now they, the U.S. Department of State, are sending in a team to kind of yeah. clean up this mess. That's kind of my broad <laughs> yeah. 30,000 foot, 10,000 meter perspective of this stuff. What, what say you? Yeah, we don't know what's happening. Uh, they, they apparently have a team here. Uh, we have experience with sanctions teams before because uh, since the period of uh, uh, sanctions against Serbia and against Greece, these were uh, broad sanctions for all, all trade. Uh, uh, so we had uh, American diplomats come here who were experts on Iraq sanctions or went on to work on sanctioning Iraq. Uh, so... Um, uh, and then after 2001, we had several Albanian uh, uh, of, of officials and uh, Ljuba Bushkovsky, the Macedonian interior minister on individual sanctions. So these were the first Macedonian citizens who were put on uh, U.S. sanctions. Now, of course, it's Gruevski and Yalkov as well. Uh, and uh, the open-ended announcement that there will be more uh, of associates of Gruevski because... Uh, of resisting uh, the Prespa Treaty put on this list. Mm. Uh, but, you know, this was all one-way traffic. It's either some minor Albanian people or Vomera people who are being hounded and persecuted by the State Department. Uh, and for since Zaev took over, you know, Zaev, when he came, he was notoriously corrupt. Uh, it's just the level of his reach. He was mayor of Strumica. So, obviously, he was hugely corrupt in Strumica. He was... Uh, charged once, pardoned uh, during the color revolution, evidence dropped about uh, uh, other charges, uh, uh, selling state-owned land, uh, extorting businessmen from the region, etc. Uh, and the U.S. Embassy never mentioned anything about Zayev's corruption, about SDSM corruption, and as you said, you know, mentioning anything about Dewey corruption, Albanian corruption, it's... Uh, out of this world. It's unimaginable for us uh, that the U.S. Embassy would ever go against the Albanians or against SDSM. And in these um, uh, five years uh, since Zaev has been in power, there were weekly reports of serious corruption, including in vaccines, including uh, procurement, in uh, healthcare, in private hospitals being racketeered, uh, like... Uh, major businessmen being extorted with the wiretaps, uh, including Orza Kamchev over his hospital and his mm. agricultural business and other businesses. Uh, the special prosecutor was sent to prison for extorting directly businessmen. Uh, uh, we had, uh, uh, you know, Zayev turning Macedonia into a huge cannabis growing operation mm. uh, with clear not indications, but actual evidence in some instances that these drugs are being uh, smuggled into Europe and not used to produce cannabis oil as it should be, as, as they, sh they, sh they state on their, you know, as this is the official reason for their opening. So, you know, we have huge, huge levels of corruption here, but the embassy was quiet. Okay, they would be involved in some cases such as... Uh, the, one of the large cannabis arrests, they issued a, a statement. Uh, but this was usually done. Um, they issued also a statement after the Interior Ministry was found to have issued over 200 passports to all types of criminals, like a hitman uh, for the Serbian, the Montenegrin mafia, like there were ISIS people, there 
received Macedonian passport. There was an Arab who was money laundering for the Italian drug mafia. So a huge scandal. Now the embassy issued these two press releases mentioning, you know, acknowledging there is corruption in the country. But in both cases, uh, Vimero would accuse SDSM of the crime, uh, especially in the case of the passports. And then SDSM would say, but listen, no, wait, uh, we were actually working to uncover the crime and uh, you broke the, you know, going public, you disrupted our investigation into our, our own officials. And uh, you, by the way, disrupted an investigation which we are coordinating with the U.S. The SDSM government would always run to say, look, this is the Americans that are running the show and we were working with them and Vimmer is trying to sabotage our joint investigation. And this is when the embassy would react, would say something like, yes, we are involved in the investigation or yes, the DEA was involved in the marijuana smuggling uh, intercept. But, you know, it's having a nerve difference compared to the time of Gruevsky. So then for minor, for, you know, mundane issues such as, you know, just purchasing a, a vehicle each government needs to have for transporting dignitaries, Mm -hmm. The money were not stolen, you know, the vehicle was actually purchased. The U.S. Embassy demanded, insisted on accountability from the highest levels of government, not the official who signed the purchase contract, but it all had to go straight to the Prime Minister. Every single thing that Katitsayanova, the special prosecutor, which was appointed by U.S. demand, uh, would raise, everything had to go straight to Gruevsky. Now we have, you know, major scandals which clearly involve the interior minister, the marijuana farm is Zayev's, uh, uh, Zayev owned, uh, you know, slight, you know, some small intermediary put in between Zayev and the actual owner. The, I don't know, public healthcare fund official who fled to Australia, Dan Donchev, you know, he was appointed by Zayev because he's from the same village as Zayev. So these are all direct links to Zayev for serious corruption uh, and the embassy would not raise corruption as a huge issue for the country like it did under Wimmer. And this is why everybody in the country said, okay, the US uh, uh, achieved its uh, foreign policy goal in Macedonia, it forced us to change our name, it, it initiated a process of changing our national identity, Albanians are running roughshod, you know, practically run the country. So everything is doing well for the State Department and they don't care if about the corruption that's happening in the process of the, achieving these goals. Uh, and it, it all changed now uh, with the arrival of the uh, new ambassador who began sending messages from her Senate uh, testimony that she will do something on corruption. And now she's actually coming here and she's declaring that she wants blood, that somebody's going to be very sorry about uh, something <laughs> that he or she did. But we are again jumping to conclusions because, uh, as you said, there has never been, there have never been investigations against Dewey, very few against SDSM. So two of Zayev's secretary generals in the government mm. are actually charged, Muhammad Zakiri and uh, Rashkovsky. But in both cases, they picked like smaller level crimes for which they cannot be sentenced for too long mm -hmm. compared to the assortment of crimes they, they were accused of in the public, uh, especially Rashkovsky. 
Uh, and again, there is no demand from the embassy. Let's go to the top. Let's go to the actual person who is running this shit show. This is Zaev. Uh, and uh, let's investigate him. Uh, there were nobody demanded a, a further, deeper investigation into Katitsayanova's extortion mm. and her ties to Zaev because she couldn't be doing this without direct link with Zaev. And actually, one of the main accomplices, Boyan Yovanovsky and Katitsayanova, the special prosecutors, racketeering investigation, he said that it was Zaev who took the money, ultimately, the, ultimately the money, the, the what was it, uh, millions mm. of euros ended up with uh, Zaev. And, you know, there is no embassy demand that we investigate, uh, that we go to the top of this case. So, um, we're jumping to conclusion that because Aguilar said, uh, past and current office holders. We now want to see investigations against both past and current office holders. That she's talking about, and she's indicating that these are people who haven't been touched before. So we are all assuming, okay, it could be Dewey this time, finally. It could be SDSM, like a high profile SDSM person. Um, but, you know, it could still end up being <laughs> more of the same with yeah. the embassy just <clears throat> de demanding uh, persecution of Vimera people, because, again, we have a vote on the uh, Bulgarian demand that we amend the constitution. Right. Vimera stands in the way. Vimera does not mm -hmm. provide the required seven, eight members of parliament votes um, to make this happen. And in her interview... She did an interview, she did the tweet, an interview afterwards. Aguilar did, you know, went back to this uh, situation. She did, she said, okay, you did made huge concessions. We know you changed your name, but, uh, you know, we have to do more, essentially. So <laughs> it could be, it could be just like uh, round two of the arrests, persecution of the kangaroo trials uh, that we saw uh, against Vemera in 20, after the colored revolution after in 2017 2018 with maybe somebody from SDSM being arrested for good measure the smart money is on the interior minister Oliver Spasovsky hmm. yeah so we'll see <clears throat> yeah okay well a couple of things that was that was a good um, good analysis there uh, and of course it could be all of those it could be mm. you know Sidisa, uh, Dewey and Vomero um, mm. uh, but couple of things came to mind as you were going through that. Uh, her tweet and her interview, I think it was on Sitel, mm -hmm. uh, said uh, past and, and current corrupt actors. Of course, yeah. uh, don't be surprised also if she goes uh, for a future corrupt actors mm -hmm. in a minority report kind of way, pre-crime. Mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't put it past uh, team yeah. sanctions to do that. Um, but the other question, of course, becomes is, as I mentioned in the monologue, should a foreign power even be poking around like this in Macedonia? Now, if you we're, take we're the way past that. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you take the proposition that uh, the U.S. State Department interferes wherever it can and wherever it can get away with it, then yeah, uh, then it, it's a moot point. Then I guess uh, as conservatives, since we are conservatives, we would we would disagree with the idea of foreign powers doing that. But that is a fact of life, and it's been a fact of life through all of human history that larger powers interfere in smaller powers. That's just the way it is. Mm. Um, uh, so if you take that as a given and you accept it and you put aside any um, 
uh, philosophical issues that you would have with that, then yes, I guess we, we do need to be, you know, hoping that team sanctions will be looking at prosecution wherever it is at whatever level. Uh, but of course, especially at Dewey, who has gotten away with everything, as you, as you mentioned, they've gotten away with, I forgot the word you used, but they literally, Ali Ahmedi has literally gotten away with murder, hmm. which is the highest form of evil and corruption that you can participate in, in my opinion. So, and, and as, um, as I think our friend Sasha Uzanov and, and has pointed out, and I pointed it out as well, Ali Ahmedi himself has hinted in talking with, for, uh, you know, mainstream media, I think MSNBC or something, mm. that, you know, they're not, they, meaning Dewey and before Dewey in LA, are not so naive to think that, to know that, you know, the money that they've gotten is, comes from illegal operations and things like that, mm. uh, that, that they themselves are actually involved in, whether it's trafficking in weapons, trafficking in drugs, trafficking in women, trafficking in young girls. Um, they've, they've been involved in all of that, I am sure. Uh, to say nothing of things like uh, Artan Gruby's uh, involvement in the um, 2000, in 1999, uh, the so-called Yellow House in Albania, etc. Uh, uh, I mean, this is a bit, this is a bit of a misconception. He was involved in an investigation into the Yellow House, and this is actually a funny aside. Mm. He was getting political flag. This is how it became. He became known for this case. So the Yellow House was that allegation that Tiučaka, the Albanian guerrillas, were uh, taking organs out of Serbian prisoners and Albanians, Roma, whoever, and they right. were selling them to the highest bidder. So mm-hmm. there was a, a German journalist who uh, began an investigation into this, uh, but uh, the Albanians declared it as Serbian and now, of course, Russian propaganda. They would never, mm. how dare you, etc. So um, they go after anybody who alleges that this was actually the case. <laughs> so Artan Gruby, he was tied with the international crowd. So he was hired to be a translator for a group of investigators, like impartial UN, something like that, investigators who were sent there to actually whitewash the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he got a lot of flack by in the Albanian public sphere for actually cooperating with the investigation because this impunges this... Uh, throws shade on the glorious fight of Diučaka. So he's not in trouble <laughs> for actually uh, selling organs. He's in trouble for trying to investigate the allegations, even though it's a whitewash. The Albanian nationalists accuse him of dishonoring the nation. <laughs> so this is the, <laughs> the, the weird... This is It's all it's, upside down in their world. You can't make this stuff up, yeah. yeah. So, so what you're saying is Uchika and the Albanian chauvinists amongst them are proud of the fact that they took live prisoners removed their organs, sold them to the highest bidders to buy weapons to fight uh, Milosevic. They will destroy you if you try to allege this and if you're an Albanian. Oh, yeah. Like there is some Albanian singer who said now that the Swiss players who are Albanian, they shouldn't be making the Albanian hands eagle sign at the World Cup. And she got like, I don't know, 15,000 death and rape threats uh, (laughs) online because (laughs) she said, come on, guys, it's stupid. You play for Switzerland. Stop being nationalist. And, you know, you're you're not supposed to cross the line uh, when you're an Albanian and criticize your own side. Yeah. As as I've always said, you know, uh, the Russian mafia will just cut off your head. The Albanian Mm -hmm. mafia will cut off your head and send it to your mother. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know, it's. Uh, Did you saw the Romanian comedian? We're now getting off track. <laughs> oh, the one in uh, was that in, in Brussels? Brussels? Yeah, that yes, was beautiful. That was hilarious. <laughs> we we can, put let's in there, let's yeah. put, a, put a link to the the show notes yeah. uh, in there. Yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was worth it. That was hilarious. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting on track. So, about all the crimes Dewey has done and never yeah, yeah. So, so, investigated. So again, yeah, so going back to my original question, should a foreign power be poking around like this? We we made the position, we, we took the position that, okay, that, yes, the U.S. State Department's been involved in there and everywhere, not just Macedonia, not to pick on Macedonia, uh, but it's anywhere and everywhere that they can, they can uh, get their talons uh, in. Uh, so, uh, although, and then... And then I want to go back to this this other uh, issue of uh, before we get into some of the specific cases that we talked about pre um, pre recording. Um, one Macedonian quoted in in uh, uh, passing around ambassador's tweet and said that a lot of Macedonians uh, are saying that this investigation, this team sanctions, is quote. Our last hope, unquote, which is don't my please, 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 folks, listen, the, anybody listening to us, please do not put your hope in team sanctions. Yeah. The U.S. State Department, the United States government, the Macedonian government, the Macedonian judiciary system, the United Nations, uh, the Russian Federation, NATO, the European Union, mm. uh, WHO, the Olympic Committee. Don't put your trust or your hope in any of these groups. They will always, always disappoint you. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Uh, so um, those now, are the most and, depressing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I mean, these are the most depressing people we have now, who actually take this stuff seriously, take this stuff uh, at face level. That uh, the U.S. embassy is going to try to <laughs> sincerely clean up corruption <laughs> in Macedonia after our experience with Katicayaneva, the colored revolution, etc. Uh, I mean, of course, there are some like Borian Yovanovsky on the SDSM side, you know, they said great news, they're coming, of course. But the more honest people on the SDSM side were, yeah, you know, so, some would raise this issue with you that like, are we supposed to, as an independent country, ostensibly, allegedly, independent mm. country have uh, team sanctions or sanction team Washington come to Skopje and do this for us? But then there are some like neutral and even some light Vimera people who say finally they're coming to to save us and it's just come on people. I... It's it, it comes under the broad heading, be careful what you wish for, you may actually get it. Yeah, um okay. so um yeah. So but again, you know, the the I think the broader picture, and I'll I'll flush this out again in the column, uh, is that uh the US State Department, together with the other actors, NATO, EU, etc. Basically, uh, they are responsible directly and indirectly for eroding public trust in institutions that they themselves were sending foreign teams in to try and bolster and reform. Uh, mm. So it's it's almost it's almost like you know they're they 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 created the fire now they're trying to put out the fire in a way. Although we have, yeah. as we've been discussing, we have yet to see uh, what part of the complex are they going to try and put the fire out uh, mm. uh dewey Vomero, all three etc you know anyway uh because the oh to continue with this metaphor because if they only put the fire out in one part of the complex it will still spread to another part of the complex oh i like that uh, <laughs> so <laughs> um anyway we'll we'll see but but let's let's go on so talking about you know corruption in general so we, we 
two two things that we wanted to talk about: the the Council of Judges appointment and the Arachinovo uh, police issue. And you've been yeah. following both of those uh, closer. Can you kind of ex- explain to our listeners what what those current scandals are? I mean, there are like the the embassy is raising issues with the judiciary, and there there is some kind of flux. So there is the and first of all, there was the appointment of a new special prosecutor in Katitsayanova's old position. Mm. Uh, the successor to Yanova, the lady who actually put her in prison and put a lot of Vemera patriots in prison and blackmailed members of parliament, uh, Vilma Ruskovska, she was removed after she threw punches with an Albanian prosecutor, investigator, right. one of the more corrupt ones. Uh, so when she was out, this left a vacancy. So uh, SDSM and Duy appointed a person from Ali Ahmeti's own village who laughably claimed that he does not personally know Ali Ahmeti. <laughs> and after that picture emerged, uh, and uh, obviously zero distinguished, like uh, zero uh, achievements as a prosecutor. So the ambassador mentioned him, that his appointment is suspicious. This is actually mm-hmm. what uh, elevated uh, suspicions that the embassy may actually go after Dewey. Uh, then... Uh, there is an uh, like it should be an independent institution, the Council of Judges, which appoints judges uh, based on it should be based on their performance. In reality, it's based on political uh, grounds. So uh, it had an SDSM person as a head, as a chief, and her husband, hugely corrupt person. Uh, so she resigned uh, surprisingly without any uh, prior indication mm. that she plans to, uh, quickly replaced by another SDSM person. Uh, there is talk that this is being done because there, sh- there could be a new law that would uh, um, raise the criteria for appointments here, so that this lady wanted to, SDSM wanted to have this lady uh, under the cover of darkness before this new criteria goes into effect, but still it's indicative of you know, people trying to flee the ship or uh, rearranging in the ship, in, possibly sinking ship. So something is definitely happening in SDSM and in the judiciary. Um, there was um, another suspicious development was that a very pro-SDSM outlet, 360 degrees, published a new detail, a new element of the this huge corruption scandal in which the Interior Ministry was issuing passports to all sorts of criminals. Uh, this case, uh, this person, like a Ukrainian pro-Russian oligarch who lives in Germany, was given a passport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he applied. Uh, there is like you, you can get like a sports visa, a sports passport. I forgot about this. Like for a good basketball player from yeah. you know Philadelphia, we get him, we make him a Macedonian citizen. Uh, so this guy applied as an equestrian, potential Olympian. Uh, equestrian champion or something <laughs> so <laughs> they gave him the passport a, a gas a natural gas trader oligarch mm. so it's all a, a good joke uh, and uh, this was published in a, a US funded US supported media outlet uh, and uh, the fault could lie with either the head of the secret police who approved his appointment uh, this horrible SDSM uh, communist era secret police chief or 
it could lie with the interior minister, Oliver Spasovsky. And the interior minister is visibly shaken and concerned and afraid he's been out there declaring his loyalty to the U.S. embassy and that he will support the ambassador's fight against corruption, that he absolutely has nothing to do with him, that he, sh he, sh he can be her iron fist in hammering out corruption. And uh, he did not face any consequences for the prior investigations into the prior 200 passports that were issued, mm. but they quickly arrested a bunch of low-level clerk in the interior ministry, probably threatened them or bribed them to keep quiet, maybe serve out short prison sentences. So he's now very sh in a very shaky position, Oliver Spasovsky. He's the only Zaev loyalist who is left. He and Lyubcho Nikolovsky, the agriculture minister, they are the two top Zaev people still in the government. So, um, yeah, there is... Uh, um, there is a lot of things happening uh, in SDSM and uh, with regard to the U.S. Embassy. You mentioned uh, Arachinova. Mm -hmm. uh, what was this? Uh, what was the scandal well, the, there? The they, police, they actually have a scandal every the, week. The, yeah, the police went in and oh, they yeah, were the forced police. out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, again with Oliver Spasovsky. There was like a police patrol who allegedly tried to uh, intercept uh, some Albanians in Arachinova and demanded, uh, you know, the... Uh, Oh, they, they actually fled. I think the guys fled, and mm -hmm. I think the police chased them, and then, uh, and then an armed group allegedly went to the police station in Arachinov and threatened the police and ordered right. them out of the village. And obviously, this is a big deal because Arachinov is the largest Albanian village next to Skopje, and it was the site of the worst fighting in two thousand one in the war. Not just the uh, worst fighting, but also where the NLA. Uh, was holed up, and then American-made uh, blue mm. bus school buses came in mm. and escorted the uh, the NLA fighters out with with their weapons. Mm. Uh, it, it's it's also a hotbed. I think I think the the Saudis or others have put a lot of money in there building several large mosques with double rockets. Yeah. So uh, it's yeah. a center for drugs, center for yeah. Bitcoin smuggling, uh, Bitcoin mining now because they don't pay electricity. Completely yeah, but Bitcoin's lawless. worth nothing anymore. <laughs> right, soon if, to be. if you don't pay for the electricity <laughs> and you already bought the rigs, the the computers, yeah. you can you it's still worth something, you know, if, if it, you don't pay for for electricity. Yeah. But, uh, Although I get, I get the quick side note: crypto is a scam. Let them mine as much crypto, whatever by whatever name as they want, because it's all going to go belly up very soon. I promise you that. I, there was talk that Zayev had put a lot of his money in crypto, that Good. he was allegedly bragging to people that, uh, and, and that he did not pull out in time. That uh, the that money launderer guy who probably worked with Ukraine and the Democratic Party, etc., who is now in the dock. Actually, he's not in the dock. Uh, he's doing interviews. Nobody's investigating. Oh, Sam Bankman-Fried or Fried Bankman, yeah. whatever. Yeah. That right. he probably did not call Zayev before pulling the plug on the <laughs> whole pyramid scheme, which would be very funny. If, if it's yep. true, yeah. So yeah, this is also one uh, because the uh, the interior minister first lied. He did not acknowledge that the police uh, team was expelled from the village, and then they they uh, briefed the press that they actually raided the the guys who did this. So you know he tried to have this both ways. First, he was exposed as a weakling who mm. can control uh, an important part of the country of the capital, and then. Uh, uh, tried to lie that this didn't happen and then that uh, 
he actually got back to the back on the Albanian thugs who did this to his policemen. So, yeah, there is. I mean, every day we see some collapse of uh, of the rule of law, but the the embassy is going to fix this. I mean, again, not only was Katicejanova <laughs> handpicked by the U.S. embassy, we had uh, a chief. Uh, political advisor in the embassy, uh, David Stevenson, who left uh, the oh embassy to work for Katica Yanova. Is he still there? Is he still alive? Um, haven't seen him in a while. No, I'm not sure. He, he scrubbed uh, his social media presence and... Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's dead. Well, I mean, either way, he was, uh, you know, we, we had directly diplomats who were involved in the colored revolution in bringing down Vimero, who then, you know, decided that it's more lucrative to to stay with SDSM and doing out that they brought them in power, brought SDSM in power, and tried to get money directly from their extortion businesses. And David was prime example. We had the former British ambassador, Charles Garrett, mm. um, now in Kyrgyzstan, I think he's now living in Kyrgyzstan, who was practically part of the one of the charities which was set up by... Bojan Jovanovski to extort money from businessmen with the help of Katicejanova. So they had the British ambassador as member of the board. And, you know, Boki is on trial for this charity. He's, he's being charged with uh, racketeering and fraud mm-hmm. and extortion. And the British ambassador was sitting on the board. And for not to mention, you know, the, the Soros crowd. I mean, once you go from the what, is, what should be like the formal diplomatic core into the NGO world, which works hand in glove with them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things get completely murky and uh, ridiculous here. They don't even have to have any pretense uh, once you move from the embassy to the affiliated NGO sector. They are now making money hand over fist and uh, in all sorts of corrupt ways. So, yeah, I mean, it really... Uh, the ambassador was lamenting the fact that the judiciary is has eight percent ranking in the country mm. after the U.S. invested like tens of millions in the judiciary. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I think if she does uh, a ranking of the of the embassies in Skopje <laughs> of their public perception about their corruption, I think she would be. <laughs> I mean, she would <laughs> dream about having eight percent here. It's it's all uh, a shit show, and it's they they start. I mean, they're. They're running it. It's their their circus, their monkeys, and uh, now they're they're going to investigate themselves. I, I I don't even I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well. We we will see um, as this ball gets rolling. Um, I probably should. I, I do want to go back. Send me a link to the uh, Sitel interview if you can mm-hmm. find it. If you have it handy, I want to go back and listen mm-hmm. to that. Um. All right. Well, we'll um we'll keep monitoring this and and and. I mean, because she just arrived a few months ago, and all of a sudden she's, she's, uh, you know, trying to. Um, well, she's 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 come on, um, come on strong, shall we say? So, um, well, she knows the country. She was here. Yeah. Uh, sure. But immediately after this, she met Ali Ahmeti. She's meeting with Oliver Spasovsky. She's meeting Ordanovsky. People like that. So it's not mm-hmm. like I mean, this is her crowd. She was working on setting up the media, this corrupt uh, interlinked media. Uh, group which was working uh, during the college revolution to support the college revolution uh, and uh, you know this is her crowd and uh, it's ridiculous to imagine that she will investigate 
this network which she built under Ricker while she was mm-hmm. here under Philip Ricker, that she's going to bring it down for what? For the perception of more ordinary Macedonians? For Because right. they now realize that <clears throat> corruption is a national security issue for the country. I mean, mm-hmm. you should be ridiculously naive to think this. Right. All right. Well, let's... Um... We'll, we'll we'll keep following this. Obviously, this is going to be a, a long term um, uh, issue to to follow. Uh, and let's just talk briefly before we end here, uh, because it is tangentially related to what we were talking about earlier, uh, which is two thousand and or uh, two thousand fifteen, two thousand sixteen. So mm-hmm. the the corruption that was ignored uh, in order to force a name change through, uh, well, first to get the cor- correct, I'm using air quotes, government in place then to force the name change through. Uh, and I saw Zayev and uh, others, I think uh, Nikola Dimitrov uh, on Twitter, celebrating this this last week, actually, the opening of a mm-hmm. Macedonian language center in Greece, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, in and of itself is good news. There, there, there are Macedonians, uh, you know, Macedonians living in Greece. They're citizens of Greece, and Macedonian is their, their mother tongue, and, and they're Macedonians, and... There has not been a Macedonian language center, and so uh, one was finally opened. Uh, mm. But both Zayev and Dimitrov and others were, were, you know, crowing about this and touting this as a tangible success of the so-called Prespo agreement. Mm. And yet, and I said it in a, in, a, in a tweet and others as well, you know, how long before the Greeks shut it down? And not more than three or four days later, <laughs> uh, this, the center is already getting threats and protests and... Uh, the question is, you know, how long will it be open? I don't know if if it's a physical building or if it's online or a combination, um, mm. but it 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 isn't it isn't going to last. I don't think, and there will there will continue to be protests against this because the the Greeks, uh, ordinary Greeks, uh, and certainly mm. the Greek government and Greek media and civil society, etc., continue, even though it hasn't been in the news lately but continue to insist that they are the sole owners of Macedonia and anything Macedonian and will never allow Macedonia or the Macedonians to have it. So mm-hmm. did you, have you heard anything else about that? I'm not sure. I mean, it's, I, from what I realized, it's going to be just like online lectures mm-hmm. uh, for the Macedonians in Greece, uh, which has been functioning before in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, physical presence would be dangerous. I mean, Greeks have been known to set uh, such clubs on fire in the past. Um, but yeah, Zayev quickly ran to say that uh, this is like some major achievement for his policy. And uh, uh, it was fun, I was reading some of the, some in the Greek press who were like uh, actually very, they were looking for creative ways to deny which is basically their own Greek citizens the right to study a language they choose online or set up a cultural center. So it was interesting reading through the Greek nationalist press uh, about this. But overall, I mean, the, the dispute with Greece is now swept to the side, probably because the Greeks uh, asked for this. They, they're not raising issues. They're not uh, uh, trying to discuss anything that's left unresolved in the press treaty, even though there are some points. Because, you know, it's all moved on to the dispute with Bulgaria, and uh, um, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, um, I'm not not having high hopes 
for anything <laughs> like this, but uh, right. <laughs> but it's on the other hand, it's the internet. I mean, if people yeah uh, in Greece, it's also I guess part economical. I mean, this is a region even with the influx of Greeks from uh, Asia Minor and also with decades of uh, forced assimilation, the region has its own culture and it's, it's mistreated by the central government. Um, it's being robbed and plundered because it's the best, you know, the most naturally rich part of the country. So mm -hmm. there, is, there is an actual geopolitical foundation for for it to go its own way uh, for more, let's say, more independence-minded uh, policies there. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm all there for this. <laughs> As Greece, uh, <laughs> whenever Greece gets into more serious trouble with Turkey, with the economics in the future, you know, it could be an interesting thing to look, to look for. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, let's do this. I've got to run, uh, get down to the office. Um, I think this is a, 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 a we, we covered a lot here. It's pretty packed. Uh, and I think this is just kind of the, the starting, the opening of this uh, episode for Macedonia and uh, whether or not the uh, U.S. ambassador and her um, team sanctions, uh, what, what they'll be looking at, who they'll be looking at, what they'll do, et cetera. This is going to be unfolding in the weeks and months maybe the years ahead mm. uh and so we'll just kind of follow it and go from there but we will put that that uh, we alluded to a, a video that we had both watched on uh the interwebs uh you say he was a romanian i thought he was belgian uh no he, he's romanian definitely oh. but i think it was in belgium oh, okay so uh, no, romanian... nobody, nobody in brussels is belgian i mean <laughs> besides there is no such thing <laughs> yeah, the, the the Flemish, the Walloon, and the Germans, and the Albanians. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. and the Syrians, and, and the, the Moroccans, uh, uh, yeah. Moroccans, and the Iraqis. Algerians. Anyway, okay. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> a a Romanian comedian in Brussels uh, having a dialogue with an Albanian, uh, <laughs> and 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 getting a bit dodgy, uh, shall we say, yeah. in in that the comedian uh, felt threatened, but he thought, I thought he handled it very well. I thought it was, yeah, it feels good. It was good. Yeah. You yeah. can't so anyway. show fear. You <laughs> okay. mustn't show fear. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, that's, that's a, that's a good way to end the podcast on a, on a, on a laugh and a high note. So we'll put the, put that in the farmer's picks. So, uh, yeah. And we'll probably pick up the pace of the podcast. Now that things are again happening here with probably a promise of a new colored revolution of some kind. So we'll see. <laughs> okay. It might, it might be interesting to, to tune in again. Indeed. All right. Well, great catching up with you, Sven. Yeah, you too, buddy. Take care. Take care.